In today's show, we look ahead to Tuesday in the NBA, streaming options, looking ahead to the next four days, the chunkies, as it were, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. You can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble, on TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. There's only four games on Tuesday, so we're going to talk about those games. We're going to talk about streaming for Tuesday. We're going to talk about injury updates. We're going to talk about the Tuesday to Friday run of games. Who gets the value there? Who do we look to add? So, warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> First game is Raptors Bucks. Both of these teams are playing on Monday. So we'll get some more information out of that game, I expect. We fingers crossed ourselves that no one on the Raptors gets hurt. And we'll get a bit of an idea. They have five games this week, obviously. We're all, we all know that. We'll get an idea as to where they sit. Does Van Vliet get hurt? What do they do with the Chur and Boucher? How does the rotation look? We'll find all that stuff out after Monday's game. And we'll talk about that, of course, later on today in the recap show. And then for Milwaukee, there are more question marks because you'll be shocked. Chris Middleton was out on Monday. Do I expect him to play on Tuesday? No, of course I don't. There's no way that I expect Chris Middleton to play on um, on Tuesday. That game is now over their Monday game, but I don't expect him to play Tuesday. Does Giannis play on Tuesday after he was ruled as probable for Monday and then sat out his third consecutive game with the knee problem? I don't know. I'm really worried about his knee injury, but I think there's a chance that he returns. I also think that Joe Ingles, well, I'm, I'm pretty confident that Joe Ingles is going to be back. He sat Monday on, on the back-to-back. But the, the question, the big question is going to be, does Middleton actually return? Does Giannis actually play? Um, again, we we just we don't know those ones at this point. And they're, they're the big question marks. We know Serge Ibaka is going to be out, though, because he's still dealing with whatever personal issue he, he's dealing with. Not that he would play anyway. But the big question marks are Middleton and Yanni. And if they're out, we look at Portis, we look at Connaughton. We actually do look at Ingles, who could play 26 minutes really easily at this stage um, as they return. Guys, I just want to quickly, before we get into the next game, if you are watching this on YouTube, and even if you're not on YouTube and you're watching here on, or you're listening audio, I'd really like to hit 60,000 subscribers on YouTube. We are 1,300 away. And I know that there is a good chunk of people who do watch this show regularly who aren't subscribed. And you have whatever your reasons you have, that's fine. But I'd really like to hit 6,000 or 60,000. And I know that I think we can turn, turn that in there. I, I want to really push before the all-star break to hit 60,000 subs. I know you guys are out there. It would really mean a lot to me if you're able to hit that um, subscribe button and get me to 60,000. I don't really say that very often uh, or, or yes, really stop a show to encourage that. But I just looked at it and went, let's hit 60. So the guys that you out there who aren't subscribed, if you could do it, it would be great. It'd be, if you've got any sort of value out of this show this season or you're just new, hit subscribe. Hit me to 60,000. I'd really appreciate it. I'll probably do a little bit of a push on that over the next couple of days. Hopefully, we get to 60. Let's look at the next game. It is the Nets and the Spurs. The Nets are five and a half point favorites in this game. We know Durant is out. We know Vassell is out. 
Ben Simmons is off the injury report, so he should be returning, while Doug McDermott is officially questionable for the Spurs. On the Nets, I do want to watch Ben Simmons, because last time we saw him play where he had 0 points, 13 assists, can you do anything more aggressive offensively? And what does that mean for Curry and Harris and Warren, the three big guys, well, not big guys, the three names that we're watching in terms of how do they replace Kevin Durant. So I do want to watch Seth Curry, who was the guy last game. He played 27 minutes, while TJ Warren went from 28 to 22, and Joe Harris went from 29 to 27. It feels like it's going to be a mess all the time that Durant is out, with guys moving back and forward and minutes changing and roles changing and um, pop-off ability changing between those three players, making it really hard to consider them rosterable guys. But you have Seth Curry puts in another big game, and minutes leap ahead of those other two players. Again, then we start to look at him a little bit more um, curiously. Now, all of those guys, Curry, Harris, and Warren, can be streamed in on Tuesday with only four games on. But the longer-term viability, I'm not really convinced that it's there. On the Spurs, Josh Richardson's the one we want to watch. It's not Romeo Langford. It's not Jeremy Sohan. Richardson's the only one that I think that's close to 12-team league value. And with McDermott out last game, he played 30 minutes. Now, they don't necessarily play the same position. But McDermott's like a 3-4. Richardson's a 2-3. They're just veteran shooters coming off the bench. So without McDermott, we see Richardson get those minutes. The game before that, when McDermott played, he played 21. So is, is Richardson a 21-minute player? But if someone's out, he's a 30-minute player? And that means we just drop him and then add him when players are out? That's a key data point. Because if he plays 27, 28 a night, Josh, then he is a 12-team league player. But I just don't have confidence in that. I also want to watch Zach Collins because we saw some really good games from Collins and then two absolute stinkers with Pirtle playing or 31 minutes last game. If Collins plays 22, he's got 12-team viability with stash upside. And we are look, three weeks from the NBA trade deadline, so we're getting a little bit closer to more stash ability there. But I'm still always going to be hard to press to look at someone as a stash player if they're not producing even 14-team league value. And if Collins plays 12 minutes, 13 minutes, he's not a 14-team league guy. If he plays 18 minutes, then he is at back-end 12, 14-team league play with upside. So I am still going to hold him with trade deadline upside, with the ability for him to play 19 a night, 18 a night, and be the 150th best player, 160th best player in the interim. But if we see him reduced way down, then it makes it a really tough hold three weeks out from the trade deadline. Um, today's episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. If one of your New Year's goals is to manage your budget better and to save money, then you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Rocket Money will quickly and easily identify your subscriptions for you so you can stop paying for the ones that you don't want. Rocket Money makes canceling subscriptions as easy as a click of a button. Simply find the subscription you don't want and press cancel, and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. No more long hold times with customer service or tedious emailing back or forth. You know, the worst is, like those, they've written that in the, in the copy. The worst is when you go to cancel something and you go cancel and they go, are you sure? And it's like, yes, no. And you go, okay, yes. And then it's like, do you actually want to leave? And then you go, look, is it, am I answering yes or no? And you go, yes. And go, what could we in, offer you in order to stay? And you go, nothing. I just want to go. And then you click the next one and they move the yes or no buttons into different positions. It's like, bro, I just want to cancel. And then like you get like four times into it and it's like eventually, oh, we are sorry to see you go, but you know, just click this and we can keep it paused. Like, just get me out of here. It's a hassle. Rocket Money can sort all that out for you. So stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash locked on MBA. That's rocketmoney.com slash locked on MBA. Rocketmoney.com slash locked on MBA. The Blazers and the Nuggets. The Nuggets are eight and a half point favorites. 
in this game against the Blazers. Um, Justice Winslow is out. Jeff Green is out. We know guys like Peyton Watson and Colin Gillespie, they're out as well in Denver. Not that they have too much of an impact, but the big ones are going to be the five-minute man, Bones Highland, who sprained his ankle last game. We do have Jamal Murray listed as probable with an ankle sprain, so he should be um, okay, fingers crossed. And Vlako Chenchar is also questionable. He would be like an 18, 19, 20-minute-a-night player who gets value in deeper leagues and was sort of taking the DeAndre Jordan minutes away. So... The Highland-Murray one, Murray we expect to play. Highland, I don't know. And if he is out, then Bruce Brown, Christian Brown, and Ish Smith are the guys to step up there, but not enough to really impact 12-team leagues. On the Blazers, I do want to watch Josh Hart because they're getting a little bit crowded in the rotation. They have got um, Gary Payton back now. Justice Winslow is still a few weeks away. But Hart played just 29 minutes last game and 27 the game before that. That's a worry. Or Nasir Little is the other guy that came back, played 16 minutes straight away. And if they're going to give minutes to Little and to Jabari Walker and to Shaden Sharp, then someone's going to have to miss out. And maybe Hart goes from 36 a night, which was really you're know, keeping his value afloat. If he plays 32 or, heaven forbid, 29, then he's not going to be a must-roster player. And we absolutely need to watch that. Also watch Jeremy Grant. Always want to pay pay attention to his shooting numbers. Pay attention to what he's doing defensively. Are those defensive stats coming in? How do we value him? When's the right time to sell? Does anyone want to give you anything for him as a top? I would always accept a top forty player back for Jeremy Grant. I would accept a top fifty player back for Jeremy Grant. Um, but if you're offering me a top seventy player, I wouldn't because he's shown to be a really good shooter all season. I still do not buy him as a forty six percent shooter. Forty percent possibly, but that still might be enough to dip him out of that top fifty range. And I think that's important for us to watch. For the Nuggets, I want to watch Bruce Brown because last game came off the bench. With Bones out, it did help him. But he's been putting up some solid enough numbers. He remains one of those guys that we hold who doesn't have gigantic upside when everyone's healthy, but he's a top 100 player when someone's injured. And he turns into more of a stashy sort of a guy who doesn't always wow you, but brings the defensive stats, gives you a couple of assists here, a couple of threes. He's shooting 40% plus from three this season as well. Um, and just does these little things. So I do want to watch what his role is, especially if Highland is out. I also want to watch Maga Porter Jr., who hasn't been great, but he's been a little bit better. The problem with him is he's like scoring and nothing else. He doesn't give you assists. He's not a big rebounder. There's no defensive stats. He's not really getting to the line. It's points and threes. And while we've seen some big numbers from Porter in the past, he's not... He's not above a discussion of, do we drop him? I wouldn't drop him. But I'd like to see like the rebounds be like eight or nine a game. But with Aaron Gordon playing how he is, Porter's sort of just relegated to nothingness, which is really impacting his overall production. The next game we take a look at is the Sixers and the Clippers. There are no injuries for Philadelphia at this point. That is obviously good news for them. The Clippers do have a few. Paul George is doubtful. Um, Luke Kennard, the duck, is doubtful. John Wall is out with the abdominal injury. And Marcus Morris is listed questionable with a knee contusion. But Kawhi Leonard will play. It is the first game of a back-to-back. So he's officially playing on Tuesday. And they said he's questionable for Wednesday. I don't think he plays. But could we have Kawhi playing in a back-to-back? I don't know. I'm not certain of it. But something for us to watch for sure. What I want to watch for Philadelphia is one, Doc Rivers now is telling us he's got three starting lineups. So which one does he go for? Does he go for Melton over Maxi? Does he go for Melton over Tucker? Does he go for Maxi over Melton? What does he do? But, or does it actually matter? Because Melton started last game and played backup minutes and Maxi came off the bench and played starters minutes. And Melton playing 22 minutes as a starter is worse than him playing 22 minutes as a bench player. I still think he's worth holding. We still don't really know what's going on with lineups and rotations. He might start next game, this one against the Clippers, and play 30 minutes. You go, oh, there you go. There's the numbers. 
He's actually playing really poorly at the moment, Melton, and I do get the desire to drop him, but we would just want to watch what plays out because there's another, yeah, this confusing three lineup rotation that Doc is running is an extra spanner into the works as, as to how this all works. I want to watch Tobias Harris. More importantly with the Thick Hogsman, I want to watch his usage. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. Maxi moving to the bench might actually help Harris keep that usage from being at 15% and make it at 19 or 21%. He's also continually turning in big defensive performances. So we want to see what he's able to do there, but I'm more inclined to watch the usage and how he fits in a lineup and how it works with Maxi, without Maxi, all that sort of stuff. Because when Maxi's there, he's the fourth offensive option. Without Maxi, he's the third. And that obviously gives you a boost to that production. For the Clippers, I'm expecting Terrence Mann starts again. He's played just gigantic minutes. He played 41 last game. He probably should get a pretty big run at things again in this game on Tuesday. And can he do close to what he did? The old big moment fella, Terrence Mann. That's what the Clippers have for their um, championship belt. It's like a belt on a chain. It's his big, big moment fella performance. Definitely what they meant to say. B BMF, absolutely big moment fella. That's what everyone knows BMF for. We know in that famous scene in, in Pulp Fiction where Jules is telling everyone you know, that he's... um. Yeah, that, that's, how, that's how you know him. He's a big moment fella. And the Clippers have their big moment fella championship belt. So from now on, Terrence Mann is the big moment fella. And we'll see if the BMF himself can put up a good game. I think he's worth a 12-team ad for the moment. If it's a Zubat to someone I want to watch, because he's a little bit all over the place. Look at these minutes. 16, 21. All right, shit house. 38, unbelievable. 16, dreadful. 28, okay. 30. So what do we take out of that? Well, what we take out of it is confusion. I still think that he's a must-roster player in a category league, but if you're in a points league, it's all going to depend on your format. Have a look at what he averages the last week, the last two weeks, the last month. How does that compare to your waiver wire guys? Is it close to the waiver wire guys? Because if it is, then you don't need to hold him. He's not a particularly strong points league player. He's not going to be a high usage guy. He's going to get by on field goal percentage and blocks and rebounds, which doesn't actually mean that much in a points league. So while he was really good at the start of the year, these fluctuating minutes, if the last two weeks, the last months suggest that he's closer to a waiver wire guy, then he's droppable. And we want to see if we can get any sort of standardization in his playing time because I'm not really convinced that we can. It'd be good if we could, but I'm not convinced that we can. So that's what we want to watch. Today's episode is also brought to you by betonline.net. Betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for professional and amateur leagues like the NFL, the NBA, college basketball, and plenty more. They've got it all at betonline.net. We've got playoff odds. The Jags, after their crazy comeback against the Chargers, are nine-point underdogs. Nine-point underdogs, undefeated Saturday Trevor Lawrence. Are we really going to buy into nine-point underdogs against the Chiefs? Yes. But are we? Yes. The Giants are seven-and-a-half-point favorites against the Eagles after a big win against the Vikings. And the Bengals are five-point underdogs against the Buffalo Bills. And we're still waiting for that final game to be determined as Dallas and Tampa Bay. That game has not taken place yet. Better line is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. And don't forget to gamble responsibly. Streaming. There are two teams that have the back-to-back, -back, the Tuesday, Wednesday. It is the Nuggets and the Clippers, so Bruce Brown gets extra appeal there. Um, yeah, maybe you look at Vlako Chanchara in deeper leagues. The Nuggets don't have great streaming options. The Clippers do. That's why we really like Terrence Mann. We really like Norman Powell. You wouldn't drop if it's the Zubats with the back-to-back -back coming up. Um, maybe it's Reggie Jackson, but probably not. Maybe it is a mere coffee for the Wednesday game, but probably he probably doesn't even play on Tuesday. So there are some interesting stream options there for that back-to-back -back for both those teams. But if we're just streaming Tuesday, I think Terrence Mann's got to be right at the top of that list. I like Tony Warren 
as a stream option as well. Bob Covington's in the mix. It's not a great option. Him and Batum are really similar there for the Clippers. Is They're not going to be big scorers, but maybe one to two threes. You get a steal, a block from each of them with upside to get two to three steals or two to three blocks, depending on the player. They're not going to wow you in rebounds or assists, or they're not going to score double digits. But they can help you in those other categories, even though Batum's shooting like 20% at the moment over the last four games. They're not for everybody, but they are category league options. Seth Curry's in there too. Josh Richardson, especially if Doug McDermott's out, we really like the stream there. Grayson Allen and Pat Connaughton, a lot of that's going to depend on Middleton and Giannis' statuses, but if they're both out, or if one of them is out, then Grayson and Pat do become um, stream options for us. Deeper leagues, uh, we are looking at Batum there. He's available everywhere, so any 16, 14-team leagues, you stream him in. Pat Connaughton, Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles might be a 12-team stream with four games on. Um, Gary Payton, he's a little hit or miss, we know. Drew Eubanks, Good block stream, good field goal percentage stream. Yudu Watanabe is a 20-minute guy every night, so that's useful. Javon Carter could be an option if they do decide to rest Drew on the back-to-back. I don't think they will, but Javon's still there for us. And George Niang, one of the most stable sources of threes, usually. For points league streams for Tuesday, we've got Norman Powell. These guys are all available in over 40% of leagues. Storm and Norman Powell, Terrence Mann, TJ Warren, Royce O'Neal, Pat Connaughton, um, Bruce Brown, Jeremy Sohan, and Josh Richardson, guys who can be valuable for you in a points league. The category league cutoff I use is 50%. Points league I use is 60%. If we look at the next four days, and I put this guy on the thumbnail again because I think it's vitally important. I'll talk about the next four days. You've got Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, all low volume days. We can stream on all of them. And there are seven names here that I think should be rostered irrespective of schedule that they're just going to be top 100 guys per game over the rest of the week, over the next four days. And we'll start in Minnesota because Rudy Gobert left last game with a groin issue, played on Monday, and left again with a groin issue. To me, they have a Wednesday, Thursday back-to-back. There's no way, surely, if I'm a competent franchise... Oh, no. Oh, Minnesota. So maybe I'm not a competent... If I am a competent franchise, there's no way Gobert is playing those two games. Two groin injuries in two games. There's no way he is playing Wednesday, Thursday. So Naz Reed has to be rostered. You have to roster him. Even if Gobert does for some reason, play. I'm not confident he gets through both games. You have to roster Naz Reed. This is why you have a streaming spot. If your streaming spot is taken up on Chris Boucher because he plays five games, you drop him and you add Naz Reed. You have to do it, I think. This groin might be a three-week thing. It might be a zero-game thing. I don't know, but you have to do it. Kyle Anderson, also great value. Now, I've got Jalen Duran there. He's played one game this week, one game in the next four days, but he'll be dropped by a lot of people. I don't believe you should drop him. And if he is dropped... I know you'll cop a hit this week, but you just have to take that sometimes. To get maybe a top 80 guy rest of season, I would take that hit. I absolutely would. Same goes with Killian Hayes. Um, Trey Murphy, two games over the next four nights. Ingram, dead apparently. Zion Williamson out. Herb Jones injured. Yeah, we like Trey, even though he's up and down. TJ McConnell, surely, look, he's still available in like 60% of leagues. Surely after today's performance, he's not. But just in case, going at him. What are you waiting for? Um, Andrew Nembhard, similarly. And then Norm Powell, three games in the next four nights. With the injury to Canard and George, we do have to grab him. And then Terrence Mann, if you were on the fence, three games in four nights. That's three games with one waiver ad. That's a really, really good benefit for you. So some good options there. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you're here on YouTube, thumb it up and leave your comments down below. And remember, Operation 60K, let's get there. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Say so, yeah.